the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. British Prime Minister Theresa May's Brexit deal is all but dead after lawmakers voted again to reject it for a third time yesterday. The EU has given Britain until April 12, just under two weeks away, to decide whether it wants to ask for another postponement to Brexit. Before then, bloc officials will want to see fresh plans or prepare for a no-deal Brexit. The alternative to no-deal is to delay it for several months or up to a year while Britain tries to sort out the mess. Lawmakers will hold another series of indicative votes next week on alternatives to May's deal. The two ideas which look most promising are a softer deal with a customs union and a second public referendum to get a further sounding on national views. Charles Siledesma, London. The release of the summary of the Mueller reports done little to come, the political rhetoric in Washington. Republicans demanding that Adam Schiff step down as chairman of the Intelligence Committee for continuing statements about alleged collusion. Louisiana Steve Scalise. Even now that the Attorney General makes it very clear there was no collusion, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee will not recant his previous statements that have been discounted. Democrats quick to defend Schiff. Mr. Schiff is a member of the highest integrity, highest intellect, and great responsibility. Majority Leader Steny Hoyer saying that Schiff will continue to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 election to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. A pro-life victory has been achieved in the Georgia legislature. Lawmakers in the Georgia House have passed a fetal heartbeat bill outlawing almost all abortions in the state. The Georgia bill allows exceptions to save the life of the mother and also in the case of rape and incest, but only when the woman files a police report first. A heartbeat can be detected in a human embryo as early as six weeks. Georgia's newly elected Republican governor, Brian Kemp, has committed to sign the bill. Georgia joining a string of other pro-life states moving to enact laws to protect the pre-born. This is SRN News. AM 1280, The Patriot. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with a best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now. 800-708-3091. 800-708-3091. 800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091. We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. Our whole lives, we've been told what to do with our investments. And now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money. At Online Trading Academy, we offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Hey, that rain sure changed everything about the weather and living here, didn't it? Ah, take off, hey, it sure did. I know I may not be able to see my backyard, but I'm glad things are definitely starting to thaw. We will be seeing our backyard soon, so we can start planning that hot tub project again. Ah, after all the snow we had this year, would have sure been nice to soak in that hot tub after all the shoveling we did. Make sure you go to Premier Pool and Spa. Let them tell you about how all the Arctic spas performed during the polar vortex. Yeah, 26 below for a whole week. 
Oh, man, must have been a sad, sad story. You see, all the Arctic spas are online, and they performed even better than expected. But here's what they did. They went online, they looked at all the data for power, consumption, and performance, and the results were spectacular. No outer spa can pull this kind of data and prove what the salespeople are saying. Yeah, just like they say, made in Canada for Minnesota winters, eh? All the display tubs are on clearance right now, so you can save even more on the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Did you ever think that your data may be the most valuable thing in your business? What would happen if you lost your data? Arby's provides backup solutions both on-site and in the cloud to protect your data. We can even set something up so you can keep working while we fix the failed computer. Arby's can protect your data and keep you running. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the Bank of Omaha studios, here is the original man of steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, and I'm broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. You know, your association members take tremendous pride in their communities, and you can help them maintain that pride with custom financing through Mutual of Omaha Bank. They're a lending expert that's worked with thousands of community associations, So whether you want to purchase real estate or equipment or make repairs to common areas, Mutual of Omaha Bank can meet your needs with a team of dedicated local professionals. Call Tom Ingblum at 312-209-2623, Mutual of Omaha Bank member, FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors. I want to say hello to the man that helps... uh, Put this show on with me week after week, Mr. Trevor Kay. How are you, Trevor? Walking on sunshine, man. All good here. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So I um, heard someone uh, say that uh, knowledge is knowing that tomato, that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. Ah, uh, I suppose. Yes, and uh, you know that whole. Do you know how that whole uh debate took place with a tomato being called a, a fruit instead of a, a vegetable isn't it that it's got uh, seeds around the core isn't that the difference the defining point no you you would think that there would be something scientific but you know it all comes down to government really yes many huh. years many many years ago there was uh lobbyists and uh who were uh, uh talking to uh talking to uh congress uh, about uh, different taxes that were being uh, levied for uh, for vegetables versus fruit, and people ended up getting it labeled a fruit instead of a vegetable. It had nothing to do with it at oh. all. It was all government, and so uh, that uh, that's kind of interesting. Kind of will go along with. Uh, some of the things we're going to take a look at a little bit uh, later in uh, today's show. But, hey, folks, we've got uh, a great show ahead of us. So why don't we begin, as we do every week, with property management in the news. In property management in the news today, we're going to take a look at uh, a story that was reported by Channel 15 News in Phoenix, Arizona an ABC affiliate, and, uh, you know, they are taking a look at a new Arizona bill intended to protect homeowner association members from things like lack of notification and fee gouging in uh, the collecting of delinquencies. But uh, this bill, will it have an 
actual opposite effect. Well, here today with me on the show to take a look at this and uh, everything else that we're going to be uh, discussing is uh, attorney Dan Greenstein with Bernick Lifson. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Gene, the man of steel. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to have you uh, with us. Thank you. It's been, a, it's been a while. It has been a while, but as, as Trevor said, the sun is now shining and spring may be here. That's right. Can't complain. Well, um, there are some people that may be complaining, and that's with uh, this uh, new bill. But we've got, I think, an audio clip. Uh, Trevor, go ahead and play the audio. If you're willing to move the bill forward, then we can meet one-on-one. That Senator David Farnsworth last month promising to make changes to an HOA bill if skeptical committee members voted for it. They did. It now goes to the House. We want to know, what were those changes? Three and a half million homeowners will be paying more. Homeowner advocate Dennis Legier says most changes benefit management companies, not homeowners. He points to a provision that mandates paper statements sent to all homeowners before all due dates. Okay, but Legier says you can already get that for 15 cents a page. He fears the law is going to greatly increase costs and... This will allow the the management companies to charge the association whatever they want. Another concern, a mandated convenience fee for payment other than cash or check. They're free to negotiate that in their contract. As written, Legier says management companies would be allowed to charge you approximately what the fee costs them. He's concerned it would be more. This is only about providing more profit opportunities for the management companies. Legier argues that associations should be able to negotiate, not be forced into prices by law. Now, we asked management industry associates, CAI and AACM, for comment. Both declined. Okay, uh, Dan, you know, uh, an HOA uh, being able to collect from its members uh, in order to provide all the services that an HOA needs to do, pretty basic and fundamental task uh, that HOAs uh, have, wouldn't you say? I would I would think so, and I would think most people that live in an HOA are are used to that. They they make their payments. There's charges for certain services, and let's remember all of the money that uh, is raised in an HOA is from its own owners, and they're in the best position to know what is going to serve them better. Yeah. Now. I mean, uh, let's uh, talk just for a moment, because I think a number of people who live in HOAs understand this, but others don't. It's uh, the whole idea of collection for those monthly assessments. Uh, Very important for a couple of real key reasons, all because it's considered a nonprofit. Can you explain? Well, sure. The association only has money that it collects from its members. And in the situations where a member is late or unable to pay or builds up a a significant delinquency on their account, the association and the other owners who are paying their assessments monthly, they are in a risky position. They are looking at more assessments to them to cover the delinquencies of owners who aren't paying. And so it really comes down to the fact uh, it's no different than paying your mortgage and keeping your home. If you are going to live in an association and if you are going to benefit by the things the association performs or their management company performs, you need to pay. And honestly, I think if someone is delinquent and charges are racked up trying to get them to pay, I think that delinquent owner needs to make that payment and reimburse the association for its out-of-pocket expenses. Yeah. So in your experience, uh, Dan, how well are HOAs in handling this whole uh, collection of delinquent assessments? Do they do well? I I think they do fairly well. Um, First, I want to say, you know, the, the whole idea behind this new bill in Arizona going to paper statements and copies at 15 cents a page and and such is kind of, uh, it's the opposite of where I think most states are going. Most states are going to ACH payments, automatic transfers, electronic checks. Um, The the whole concept of mailing out uh, payment books and paper statements 
it seems to me to be quite unnecessary, although I suppose we have to realize maybe in Arizona, not that many of the HOA members are using the computer. I don't know. It just seems like a step in the wrong direction. Well, yeah, it, it may be just a real limited view that uh, a uh, legislator has. Uh, I can tell you from uh, our uh, vantage point as a management company, um, uh, there are so many. Uh, we go with uh, statements and not uh, a coupon booklet. But uh, in um, most cases with uh, our uh, clients, uh, a good portion, and in some cases all of them, uh, deal with everything electronically that way. So there's not even a, a cost for one uh, one page of paper. And I think a Absolutely. lot of management companies offer that nowadays. And so it almost kind of seems like it's uh, someone making a bigger deal than it actually is. I think so. I think this is one of those cases where the government is looking for a solution to a problem they'll find later. And, you know, it, it just seems to me there one of the speakers was talking about the management companies making money. I think the market will take will take care of that kind of issue. If there is a management company that is out of line uh, with the competition in that area, I think they're going to lose their clients to the less expensive management companies over time. And I'm not sure that the government needs to be involved in this. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I think a uh, free market certainly takes care of it. One thing that I noticed in looking at the bill itself, and this was uh, Senate Bill 1531 in Arizona, uh, they uh, they wanted to, one of the provisions that they wanted to talk about uh, was in the notification that an association or management company had to give before going on to other collection measures. And yeah. I'd like to talk about that but it looks like we need to take a break right now. So why don't we do that? But we'll uh, continue our talk with uh, attorney Dan Greenstein with Bernick Lifson. When we come back from these messages, you're listening to Where You Live here on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com, slash disclosures. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the people. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single- and multifamily home exteriors. 
Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan with uh, my guest today, Attorney Dan Greenstein with uh, Bernick Lifson. And uh, we're broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. The show is also brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soffits, fascia decks, windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them Gene sent you. Now, before we get back to our discussion about uh, this uh, bill in Arizona, Senate Bill 1531, which I guess the intent is uh, to uh, uh, try and help uh, uh, homeowners in uh, HOAs not to have so many fees tacked on when uh, they're try- when the HOA is collecting uh, delinquency, uh, we need to uh, take a moment to hear first from Community Associations Institute here, folks, is the CAI Minute. Are you a member of the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit caionline.org to learn more. That address again is caionline.org. CAI helps community association board members by providing online resources, in-person training, and hard copy publications written by association management experts. CAI offers community managers professional development networking opportunities, and a certification program that's established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit CAIMN.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at CAIMN.com and click on Membership. So, uh, Dan, we're talking about this uh, Senate bill, 1531. There's some uh, people who are opponents uh, of it saying that they think it's going to just uh, cost uh, homeowners a lot of additional money because it's kind of an open door for management companies and HOAs to um, just uh, begin to start charging more fees. Do you see do you see this uh, happening with uh, the bill and how it's uh, written? Uh, Gene, I do. The the way it's written, I don't believe makes sense uh, on the ground in in practical terms. There's simply too many requirements put into this bill for associations, um, which obviously are going to increase the costs, and obviously what. They're trying to protect people who are not getting notices or are falling behind on their accounts, and yet all of these costs and expenses will ultimately be passed on to the delinquent homeowner, and it's just adding more misery for that delinquent homeowner, and I don't see where it's really going to benefit anyone. Yeah. Uh, now, one other thing I wanted to say, Gene, I really wanted to ask you, I'm, I'm looking at the bill, and it says you can't even foreclose your lien unless it's been a record for a full year and the amount uh, in controversy is over $1,200. Yes. Um, I'm wondering what you think of that. I, 
I mean, uh, I I think that um, you know to put a, a time to put a, a a time frame on it, I I think is can be uh, quite burdensome to an association because, like you talked about before, um, in our first segment, uh, an HOA is a nonprofit. They they're limited to only receiving money that they that uh, they need to meet that budget. And uh, if uh, you go a whole year uh, without uh, that money coming in, uh, what's an HOA to do? Turn to the uh, vendors and say, hey, we'll give you 90% of what we owe you and we'll, we'll exactly. catch up with you when, when we can. I, I, think that's, I think that part is unrealistic. The idea of putting an amount like 1200 um, I think it's unnecessary because I think most associations are um, uh, know what uh, a dollar amount is before they move on to collections. But that may not necessarily be that bad, I suppose, uh, for some people that would want to go into a foreclosure over something that's $150, uh, a $150 delinquency. That that is absolutely right. Um, I, I think waiting a year is much too long to allow a, a delinquent account simply to fester. And I think $1,200, I'm not sure where that number came from, um, but I, I will tell you that if an association has a delinquent account and it's, let's say it's $900 and they're waiting, waiting, waiting for their money, so what are they to do? I mean, this is just going to push them to bring lawsuits to collect the money from the homeowners. Right. So what, what do you, and uh, when we talk about uh, the requirement that they were adding in that this legislator wanted saying uh, uh, the notice has to be certified, certified mail, and then from the date of that certified letter going out, there's got to be a 30-day waiting period before they can do anything else with uh, collections. That's just adding an entire uh, additional month, and each month that someone gets further behind, it just makes it uh, that much harder for uh, someone to... Uh, to get caught up, I think. Well, that's right. And what the um, what what this bill doesn't say is, number one, there's going to be another cost to have a certified letter. Number two, if the ho- delinquent homeowner doesn't bring his account current, and the association has to send the account to an attorney for legal action. Um, the attorney is going to have to, under federal law, send another thirty day. Uh, demand letter. So that's 60 days waiting right there. So what's the ultimate result of this certified 30-day letter requirement? It is that the associations are going to move up their entire collection procedure and not wait very long, giving that homeowner a chance to get caught up because they know it's going to be 60 days before any additional action can take place. Okay. So, yeah, so then what we're talking about is um, additional fees. Uh, additional and, uh, time and additional fees. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, it sounds like um, I think um, more importantly it would be better for uh, uh, this particular uh, legislator to maybe understand that uh, uh, HOAs need to have a little bit of uh, freedom in developing uh, their own policies because the need for – money for a single-family detached home that charges uh, an assessment once a year versus a monthly assessment for a condominium. Exactly. Completely yep. different animal altogether. And the other, the other part of it is the legislatures do, they're looking to help the delinquent homeowners that find themselves in trouble. Well, by putting in these requirements to protect the delinquent homeowners, they are actually making it far more difficult for all of the other current homeowners, the ones that are paying their assessments, to, uh, to be sure that their association is well-funded and can undertake its responsibilities. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a very good point, uh, indeed. Well, it'll be uh, interesting uh, to uh, see if uh, this gets any traction in uh, in passing, and then more importantly, see what happens in Arizona as a, a result. 
but uh, we'll uh, we'll have to take a, a let's see look here as we as time goes on. Let's take another break right now. Uh, when we come back, uh, I'm going to be talking with Dan about. I don't know if you saw this article in Finance and Commerce about a week or so ago. Minneapolis City Council has adopted what they are calling a renter-first housing policy. What is that? We'll talk about that and more when we return after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial partners with associations and management companies for their siding, roofing, and window projects. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial is a family-owned business with combined experience of over 70 years. Their teams provide quality service, expert workmanship, and top-of-the-line products to help restore and maintain multifamily properties. A 100,000-square-foot distribution center ensures the projects will be completed on time with the highest quality products at the most competitive price. Contact minnesotaexteriors.com. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com, slash disclosures. Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You you can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522 or visit us online at TaxTiger.com. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan with my guest uh, today, Attorney Dan Greenstein with Burnick Lifson. And uh, the show's brought to you by uh, the great folks at Extreme Exterior and, of course, Mutual of Omaha Bank. Um, before we get into our next uh, topic, I'd like our listeners to know we've got some Great resources for you that are free. Uh, go to our website at uh, www.newconceptsgroup.com. You're going to see uh, a number of things. Uh, one, uh, if uh, you uh, would like to get some more uh, education uh, when it comes to uh, how to uh, run an HOA, things like uh, what are the roles of a board, uh, how do you read a financial statement? That and so many other things. We've got over 31 webinars available 24-7 for you to take a look at. 
We also have uh, a resource uh, where we have uh, preferred vendors, where uh, people who are tried and true and do a great job in serving homeowner associations uh, in our Twin City uh, area, they are there. Uh, and so there's a great list in over 55 categories. Please feel free to take a look at that as well. And lastly, if you uh, uh, have a question that you have for the show, uh, maybe an article that you uh, want me to take a look at, um, you can uh, pull down under Education and Resources, click on Radio Show, and there will be all of my contact information to get in contact with me during the week. Well, I want to welcome back uh, Dan Greenstein with Bernick Glifson. Dan, um, just in the last couple of weeks, uh, Minneapolis City Council voted 13 to 0 a policy that uh, some are hoping will provide uh, all renters with a much more safe, dignified, stable, and healthy housing uh, in uh, the uh, Minneapolis uh, city limits. And, uh, uh, Dan, uh, it's a good goal for uh, the city to uh, to say uh, we want uh, good, decent housing. That's within their purview, isn't it? I think it is. They regulate uh, landlord-tenant issues, yes. I One thing that I've got... Uh, as a concern, and I don't know uh, if I'm if this is just me and I'm making a bigger deal out of this or not, I have a, a concern that we're talking about something that is a policy rather than an ordinance. Because when I think I think there's a big difference between the two. Um, do you think so, or am I making too much out of oh, it? Oh no, you're right on the mark there, Gene. Um, this policy is more like their department philosophy or their goal and and their uh, their statement of how they want to act. It, it is not a law. It is not an ordinance that applies throughout the city. It's it's just their hope and goal to keep the priority um, interest around tenants whenever there's a regulatory action where the landlord has done things wrong and their license to rent is revoked. And what that normally means is all the tenants are required to leave the building. And the cities recognize this in the last few years. They've had a tremendous number of buildings that um, the tenants have been forced out of because of the actions of the landlord. So they're looking to put it in uh, front of their philosophy statement that we want to make sure that tenants aren't penalized more than necessarily when a landlord's license to rent is revoked. Yeah. Now when I, yeah, when I think of uh, a policy, I I think it's fine to have uh, policies. It's fine to have goals, mission statements. um, But uh, those are, uh, those aren't necessarily, um, What's needed to make something happen? I, I think of a, a policy as being more broad. It's uh, definitely subjective. It's open-ended to, uh, for interpretation. Where an ordinance, we're talking about a law. We're talking about something that's specific, something objective. And, and with a law, if it's going to make sense, it's got to be quantifiable. And uh, you, I, I don't you, know if you this know policy... What? Yeah. The, the, our government does this all the time. Uh, I'll give you an example. In uh, senior citizen communities, our federal laws say the age of a senior citizen community is 55 years of age and older. Now, HUD, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, makes a lot of loans to senior housing. And HUDs came up with their own philosophy, their own policy. It's not a law but it's their department's uh, philosophy that the minimum age should no longer be 55. It should be 62. Again, it's not a law. It's just the HUD's departmental philosophy. So at any time you're asking uh, for any kind of amendment, refinance, or uh, you're asking HUD to allow you to do something under their uh, mortgage loans, they require you now to change your minimum age to 62, even though our federal statutes still say it's 55 and older. So 
department philosophy can have a, a real meaningful impact on the citizens it affects. Well, yeah, I mean, that to me is a classic uh, example because uh, you'll have uh, some some person in a regulatory agent or a department who is uh, wanting to follow uh, policy, and that can be very confusing um, and very inconsistent then in how things are meted out uh, to people who are trying to obey uh Fair housing policy. You know, it's 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 really frustrating to me because the city says this policy is to prioritize the health and safety and dignity of the renters, but ultimately the only step that the cities take to enforce a uh, bad landlord is to take away the license and shut down the building. Now, it, it seems to me there's a lot of other options the city could require or our legislature could pass that would allow the tenants to remain in place. And certainly this would do a lot more to protect the tenants than simply having a philosophy to, uh, to treat them with dignity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, a lot of this, when you uh, take a look at uh, the, uh, the city uh, policy and how uh, things that were uh, written, it definitely has um, the uh, feel or influence of uh, HUD over the the last few years uh, who Mm -hmm. have uh, come up with uh, what they are considering discrimination. Uh, This whole thing with housing and their concern is because, uh, I guess, uh, you take a look at the numbers, and uh, right now in Minneapolis, city of Minneapolis, we're one of um, at least maybe 30 or 40 cities in the United States where uh, major metropolitan area, you have more rentals than you do uh, home ownership in the city limits. And then they take a look at uh, predominantly a, a good number of those are people who um, who are renting, are uh People of uh, a protected uh, class, as discri- as uh, outlined by HUD, and uh, HUD has got this uh, big, uh, big concern with what they call disparate uh, impact and disparate uh, discrimination. Uh, can you explain what that means uh, to uh, our listeners? Well, sure. In in general. Uh Disparate treatment means that um, maybe if you're looking at one particular instance, there wasn't uh, proven discrimination. Let's say it's race discrimination. However, if you look at the numbers of people over a longer period of time and you find that a certain race was treated in a different manner, that's what they call disparate treatment. So it's not a matter of one particular uh, instance, but over time, uh, is there some kind of discrimination that can be shown by the the numbers and uh, the statistics? And the courts and HUD now will will look to those overall statistics and say, hey, we see a pattern of discrimination here just based upon your total numbers. Yeah, so what what happens, instead of taking a look at uh, discrimination, which uh, up before this uh, new definition of HUD took place, uh, discrimination was a specific act that someone someone, uh, had uh, certainly uh, done upon someone else. Now it's not even uh, someone's intent. It's just someone's circumstances. Uh, that uh, just because they have a, a bad uh, a bad set of circumstances that that is now being considered discrimination. Well, yes, and that's been going on for quite some time. Um, you know, if if we circle back to the Minneapolis Council's policy, uh, I think their philosophy, uh, in theory, is a good one: protect the tenants. They've not they haven't done anything wrong. Yes, but in practical sense and practical steps, it's, it's simply not going to work because the only real enforcement mechanism that they have for 
landlords that don't keep their property habitable or allow, you know, uh, hazardous environmental conditions, the, the only action that the city takes is to take away their license and therefore they have to remove the tenants. There's so many other ways to handle this uh, with individual suits against yep. the landlords and escrow accounts. There's all kinds of creative ways to handle this, but this philosophy I don't believe is one of them. Yeah, and and that's a very, very uh, great uh, point, and I want to, uh, I guess, go in a little bit deeper with you, but we're going to take another break. Uh, but don't go away. We've got one more segment here on Where You Live. We'll wrap up uh, our discussion today with uh, Dan Greenstein, and we'll be back here on AM 1280 after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com slash disclosures. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single- and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Group, DBA, Cash Call Mortgage, 19500 Jamboree Road, Irvine, California, 92612, NMLS 128-231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Okay, here's the deal. You're a freelancer, a hired hand, a self-made, self-owned business of one. Whether you're a contractor, creative director, or consultant, you're the boss. And that makes things easy. Unless, of course, you're trying to get a mortgage. When it comes to qualifying for a cash-out refi, gig economy workers come with more obstacles, more complexities, and more stress, right? Wrong. Dial 800-815-0745, and one of our cash-out mortgage specialists will help you qualify for the lowest interest loan possible, regardless of your source of income. It's the easiest call you'll make all day. Dial 800-815-0745. That's 800-815-0745. Make the cash call today. That's 800-815-0745. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here with my guest, uh, Dan Greenstein with Bernick Lifson. We're talking about the new housing first policy that the Minneapolis City Council has put in place. What do you think of it? Uh, We're uh, discussing that and we'll wrap up uh, today's show uh, with that. But before uh, we do like to, of course, uh, give a nod to our sponsors, which, of course, is Mutual of Omaha Bank and Extreme Exteriors. And uh, let's just take another moment, shall we, to hear from the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association. Here's the MHA Minute. Did you know that the top reason renters do not renew their leases is not because of rent increases? The biggest complaint among renters and the most important gauge of renter satisfaction is how the management responds to maintenance requests. 
Responding to maintenance calls quickly and effectively makes for happy residents. Happy residents make for reduced turnover. Reduced turnover makes for better cash flow. That's just one of the hundreds, thousands of things you can learn from the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, the best, most comprehensive resource in the state for owners of everything from a duplex to hundreds of units and for townhome and condo associations as well. MHA holds 135 different classes each year for owners and on-site staff, including in-depth certification courses for maintenance and management professionals. In fact, the most widely recognized certifications for apartment industry professionals across the United States were designed right here in Minnesota by MHA. Find out more by visiting mmha.com. That's two M's, mmha.com. So, uh, Dan, we're uh, talking about uh, this uh, Housing First uh, policy with the uh, Minneapolis City Council. And um, to me, uh, it seems a little bit more ivory tower than real world um, uh, because uh, you hear uh, them talk about their desired outcomes. Let me read a couple. They say things like uh, rental housing needs to be treated as an asset. It made me think, uh, uh, what, you mean it never was considered that before? Uh, They said uh, renters will be treated with dignity through city policies, procedures, and customer service. And I thought, wow, that's that's quite a concept, customer service for uh, city government <laughs> and city hall yeah, to, yeah. to do. But it, all of it seems pie in the sky, but there's nothing that seems to be concrete. You know, Gene, I agree with you. Uh, and maybe that's why this has kind of become a new philosophy rather, rather than an ordinance. But, you know, I I think the city is stuck in outdated uh, policies of licensing. The whole um, landlord's ability to rent out property comes from a long, long time ago. And uh, the remedy for a landlord not operating properly is to revoke the license and shut down the building. All right, well, that obviously is going to have a very negative effect on the tenants of the building. So why don't they come up with a a whole different strategy? Um, I can think of a a few just off the top of my head. One, make the landlord personally liable for the costs of fixing it, much like in an association where if a homeowner doesn't take care of the responsibilities they're supposed to, the board can go and make the the required uh, improvement fix and assess the costs back to the owner that should but, have taken care of it. But you know, my, Why my can't they do that. My, my uh, I guess my response to that is, to my knowledge, and I've been in housing court uh, many times over the years. That's already in place. If a if a uh, renter doesn't feel that uh, a landlord's taking care of things. Uh, one of uh, their prescribed recourses is to go to housing court and say, uh, hey, the guy's not taking care of it, and um, I'm going to start uh, giving my rent money to you, court, and the the court holds it until those things are taken care of. And it allows for the uh, city uh, inspector to go out to verify, is this so, or is the the renter just uh, making... uh, a mountain out of a molehill, and uh, it, that's already in place. That's in place, Gene, but, I, but I, I think it's a little misguided. Number one, it requires the tenant, who's already has the problem, to take the action and set up a uh, court escrow account for their rent and pay the rent into the escrow, um, and the only incentive for the landlord to take action then is because the landlord wants that tenant's rent. I think that it would work uh, a lot. It would be, you know, a lot. I'd be a lot more comfortable where if there was a different department or uh, somewhere else, the tenant could send a letter and pictures and an investigation could be done and the landlord would be given X number of days to, to cure the problem. And if the landlord didn't cure the problem, the city department would simply step in fix the problem and assess the cost back to the landlord. And of course, with the taxing authority they should have, they can ensure that they're repaid. Okay. Uh, concern I have is uh, how, how far 
does uh, is uh, the city going to have that kind of uh, that kind of control to do things? Because once uh, once someone goes in and all of a sudden they say, "Well, here's what I think uh, is the the proper thing that needs to be done," I, that could be um, that could be a, a lot more than uh, the than the landlord uh, ever has right. to, to even bargain with. Well, you're right, but um, what I envision is this is only on basic habitability issues. We're not talking about needing another coat of paint or a leaky faucet. We're talking about the types of issues that uh, cause the the tenant to live in an unsafe, uninhabitable kind of uh, apartment or space. All right. Now there is one. Uh, there is uh, one idea that uh, seemed to be floating around that others who are proponents for this uh, in uh, home uh, advocacy groups were stating, but I didn't see it in the. Uh, I didn't see it in the policy itself. They were talking about that uh, they uh, think that this could uh, lead to. Uh, a uh, the court appointing uh, appointing someone to uh, t- take over uh, control of the property from that landlord. Well, that too is in place already. Uh, a number of uh, different companies and management companies uh, are approved by the courts to become receivers, and to be when you become a receiver appointed by the court. You step into the shoes of the owner. You collect the rents, you pay the bills, and you uh, cause the improvements needed to be made in the building to happen. And the, the problem with this procedure really is that there are tremendous costs involved with, first, in the first instance, bringing the action to court, getting to court and getting a judge to review it and rule on it. And then after that, uh, the receiver's costs are typically quite high because they're entitled to make a profit as well. Who is generally, uh, w- with this already in place, who's generally uh, the ones that are bringing this uh, to court? It would probably be uh, the uh, the mortgage companies or the lenders well, that have done you know, this. In the old days, I will, I will tell you, before 2007 that would happen sometimes, uh, before the mortgage loans became uh, very saleable on the secondary market. Um, often the, you know, the people that are servicing the mortgage loans don't even know where the properties are anymore. But I'll, I'll tell you where I see it happening a lot, and that is where an unhappy tenant contacts either legal aid or a landlord-tenant attorney, and they take a look at the property and the overall uh, quality of living in the building, and again, I'm talking about serious, uninhabitable mm-hmm. yeah. conditions, uh, and then they bring the court action to court against the landlord. It takes a long time. It's very expensive, and I think there should be a, a, an easier way to accomplish the same result. Okay. Uh, it it did. Uh, you said that uh, you had... Uh... Uh, some things that came to mind. Is there anything else other than what you've talked about that uh, well, sure. might be something that they could uh, consider? You know, I haven't thought this through, so there might be some relatively obvious downsides to it. But when you take, you know, all of these kind of actions came about in the last, I don't know, five years under a couple of the major slum lord landlords in town. Uh, where their licenses for multiple, multiple buildings were revoked, and the a lot of the tenants had to move. And in my view, after uh, one or two instances of this type of landlord behavior, I could envision a very easy procedure where that landlord is required to deposit a certain amount of money into an escrow account controlled by the courts or the city, and if they continue... Uh, not fixing the property, keeping it, you know, in a slumlord condition that the escrow money can be used to uh, improve the building. Okay. Well, Dan, uh, thanks uh, a lot. It looks like we've run out of time, but appreciate uh, your thoughts as always. And um, folks, thanks for joining me on uh, Where You Live. Have a great weekend. Look forward to seeing you here next week. 
This Friday, don't miss The Best of Enemies, starring Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Henson. I play Anne Atwater, a civil rights activist who was able to approach hate with love. And Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. All the better if you don't get in my way. Well, I'm going to get in your way. If you change one heart, you can change the world. I have a Bible. Then you ought to know, same God made you, made me. The Best of Enemies, based on the untold true story. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters Friday. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.